There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, folks, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back, everybody. And if you, which I know you do, want to get a weekly email from Ryan and I about different job opportunities, apprenticeships, companies that are rolling back degree requirements, and other cool degree-free news, you're going to want to run, not walk, over to degreefree.co forward slash newsletter to get our free weekly newsletter. You do not want to miss that, I promise. So go on over and do that now. Yeah, awesome. And uh, let's get into today's episode. Today is going to be another episode in our series, Biggest Job Lies. Today, we're going to be talking about something that we've all heard before. Salary depends on experience. So everyone's probably seen this before on job descriptions, which is you're going to get paid based on experience. The problem with that is that people assume this means if you have more experience, you'll get paid more. And if you have less experience, you'll get paid less. But that's not necessarily true. And we need to talk about that because everybody needs to know how this affects them when they're negotiating for their salary. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely one of the biggest lies out there about employment. And uh, so today we're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to be talking about the different ways to say depends on experience, like the different ways that employers put it on job listings. We're also going to be talking about why it's a lie. And then, you know, obviously what you can do about it. So as far as the actual saying depends, salary depends on experience. There's a bunch of ways to say that right? Like it can be depends on qualifications or competitive, competitive salary based on experience or commiserate with experience. Yeah. Commensurate with experience. And this is my favorite. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like I've literally, I don't know what you're saying. I'm going to, so I'm going to take it as disrespect. <laughs> like, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, for all those that don't know, it's a uh, 40 year old virgin, uh, yeah. Kevin Hart. If you haven't seen it, give it a watch. Yeah. But yeah, commensurate <laughs> with experience. Like I literally have no idea what that means. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say who even who can even define the word commensurate? I mean, I think we can all extrapolate what that means based on the context of it. But why even use that word? Right. So this is just a bunch of ways that employers are going to say this. So why is this a lie? So before we get started on this path, like, okay, obviously the, the your skill set, you should get paid for that if you have more skills and you can bring more to the table, sure, get paid more. If you can negotiate more, sure, pay, get paid more. If you have less skills and you can't negotiate as well, you're going to get paid less. That's fine. We're not saying that everybody needs to get paid the same amount. That's ridiculous. We're not even saying that people in the same roles need to get paid the same amount because that's also ridiculous. Now, in a perfect world, depending on what you think perfect is, right? And this is really dependent on the individual. And so what we're trying to have a nuanced conversation about the reality of this and how you how you can operate in the current reality in which we live. But if in a perfect world, people you either believe that people get paid more if they're good and they get paid less if they're bad, or everybody gets paid the same amount, right? One of those two things. It just depends on how you view the world. Right. Which entirely up to you. Yeah. And now that this that preamble is out of the way, this line is a lie because every company has a range for the role that you're applying to. 
every company. Nobody's being like, okay, I have this job opening for, uh, you know, I don't know, a loan operations tech and I don't know what I'm going to pay them. And they're using this range because they want to hard negotiate with you because in the same way that you make money when you buy something, you make in in that you don't overspend. It's the same way with employers where when they're hiring you, if they limit the amount of money they spend on you, they're making money because they're locking you in at a specific rate. And that's why they want to do that. That's the reason they do it. Yeah. And it's not like, so what gets to, not gets to me, but what is a lie about this? Is it like, it depends on your experience. It's not like some fortune 500 COO is going to go and apply for this loan operations tech and then expect to get a fortune 500 COO pay. Right. Because that's what he has experience for. Right. And so can he come in there and, you know, affect change in a massive way? Probably, but that's not the role, but that's not the role. You can even, you can even make that a smaller example too. Like, let's just say it's somebody who, uh, let's just say you have a general manager of a, of a restaurant, right. And they're going to go down and instead they want to work at Starbucks at the entry level barista level. They're not going to pay that person a GM McDonald's salary just because they they were a GM at McDonald's before, right. Even if they have 10 years of experience, they're going to hire them at whatever hourly rate they're applying for, because that's the job that they're applying for. And there is a standard range. Now it's not to say that the GM couldn't negotiate up because of their experience, right. But they're more limited because of the job that they're applying for. Exactly. Yeah. So as you said, it is, this whole thing is meant to get you, the employee at the lowest price possible, right? It, it forces you to negotiate, right? So that's kind of slides really nicely into the next thing that we want to talk about, right? So it's a lie because everybody, all the jobs have a range right? And so it doesn't depend on your experience. Within that range, it is. it also doesn't depend on your experience. It depends on how you negotiate. Yeah. And I think something too, before we move on, I just want to state too, this is just the way it is because the company is trying to get you at the lowest rate possible and you're trying to get the highest rate possible. So just remember that there's fundamentally a tug of war over money, right? When you are in this position where you're hiring or being hired and your goal is to get as much for yourself and their goal is to get as much for themselves, right? So when you're negotiating, just keep that in mind because one of you is going to come out on top, right? And ideally... And for us, we want the employee to come out on top, right? Because we want them to negotiate well. But just keep that in the back of your mind because it'll help you have context over the over the salary negotiation. Yeah. So big question, right? How do we deal with this? And there are a few things that we've got to deal with when it comes to when it comes to if you see this on a job application and you apply to it and now you're in the interview and now you're pa- you're you know you're past the job application phase. We're assuming that you put it in and you're past that. One thing is the first thing is you got to be prepared to negotiate. The second thing is you got to have salary research done and you have to have a number. And then the third is you got to focus on the future. And we'll kind of slowly break those down right now. All right. So, when you are applying to jobs, you have to be prepared to negotiate. And this 
this is across the board. It doesn't really matter what you're applying for, right? Even if you're applying for a job that pays 12 bucks an hour, you want to try to get up to 13. You want to try to get up to 14, right? Because this is your time to negotiate because you're only, ideally, you'd only become a more valuable employee, right? The longer you work there, the more, you know, you're, you're going to be trained, you're going to know the deal, right? So you want to try to, to you want to try to make as much as possible in the negotiation phase. And, um, you want to try to make as much as possible in the negotiation phase. And so it's a good idea for you to keep in mind that you're going to have to negotiate hard from the very get-go. Yeah. When you see this on a job listing from the employer, you can pretty much take it to the bank that you're going to have to negotiate your salary. It's, I mean, because they're not giving you, they're not even giving you a range for you to start within, right? Some. I mean, at least if you had a range, that'd be easier, right? Or at least quote unquote easier. Say you're applying to be a office manager and it says 60,000 to 85,000, you know, depends on experience. All right. That's at least, I mean, that's, that's at least a range. Yeah. Right? It's something. So you know that you're going to have to negotiate within, within 60, 85, but what if it just says depends on experience? Right, because okay. now it means now anything. the office manager can be paid thirty thousand dollars a year. It can be twenty eight thousand dollars a year to I don't know one hundred and eighty five thousand, one hundred and twenty six thousand dollars a year, whatever the numbers are. And so, from the get go, you're just going to have to remember that you're going to start off negotiating. And one of the things you know, there are a few tips for negotiating, but I think negotiation tactics and tips, so that's going to be like a whole another episode probably. Yeah. But quickly, you know, some quick ones here is what we like to do is we don't like to start first. Never start first. Yeah. And you it, do not say the number first. We don't want to set the number. We would rather see where they're at. I'd go as far as to say never. <laughs> it just, it depends on your negotiation style and it depends on your negotiation tactics. Like, so there are some people that would rather go first and then they can use anchoring, which is like a mental shortcut, basically like a psychological behavioral psychologist type of thing where, you know, say, oh yeah, you know, somebody's asking you, what do you expect to get from the job? And you're like, oh, a million bucks now, nah, but it's, a, <laughs> but it's okay. I'll take 200,000. Right. And ah, right, now and, it looks low. Right. Exactly. That's anchoring. I, I'm not good at that. And I, I don't do that. So I don't. So I, think, I don't do it. I think I tried to do that once. I think I tried to do that one time. Did it work? I think so. I what think did so. you do it for? I, was, uh, I think I said, I think I jokingly said $1 million and they were like, ha ha ha. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I, and then I gave my number. Yeah. Yeah. And you got it? Uh, Yeah, I did actually. Nice. I did. Okay. So you can, so obviously what you said earlier is not true then. Never is not true. I, I think I didn't count that that anchoring as the actual number, right? Because I said it earlier in the conversation, just joking around. And then when we got into actual money, they were the ones, they were the ones, you know? So they said, what do you think? And I said, well, what is your range? So I, d I didn't view it as, I don't know. Do you view that as me throwing out the first number or not? I don't know. Did you, for, I, I don't know. I wasn't in the conversation. Did they throw out the first number? Yeah. The first, the first actual salary okay, well, range. Yeah. No, then no. Yeah. But I think from what I remember about anchoring, and we'll put some, um, We'll put some like blog posts or articles about anchoring in the show notes for you guys, degreefree.co, and then you can 
look on under podcasts so that we can learn more about this. But from what I understand about anchoring too, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the same context. Like you can do it exactly. I'm not sure if you did. So you said a million bucks prior to them saying a number. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were talking about, I think it was, it was just earlier in the conversation or in a previous conversation where salary was not being discussed. Right. Yeah. So that, okay. That, yeah. From what I understand that is anchoring, mm. right? Like that, even you, you can do it regardless of whether or not you're actually talking about the number at the time because you're just getting them used to a higher baseline of numbers right regardless of regardless of what you're mm, interesting interesting regardless of your negotiation at the time yeah yeah and there's another movie um focus with will smith and margot robbie they like there's that um there's that scene there's like a football player it's like the football scene at the, like kind of in the middle of the movie bd wong is like this uh chinese gambler type and they're at the super bowl he's like a high roller and, right and i guess they use the number 55 to try to like anchor him to that number the entire time and they just show him that number right is he driving anchor, from the hotel right it's either anchoring or recency by somebody will correct me on the internet you know you guys somebody will yeah contact at the <laughs> you can send your complaints there <laughs> let us know <laughs> we'll send them right through to the support team <laughs> right exactly yeah you can you can, you can let us know there uh what I got wrong or what I got right. Somebody's somebody's going to recency me. bias or anchoring. Let us know. Right, exactly. Or availability by whatever. Oh, one of those. One things. of the biases. Anyway, <laughs> but yes. So that's the first thing is don't start first. Yeah. At least I don't like to, and I think you don't like to either. No. And that's just because it gives us a good idea of what their of what they have in their mind, mm-hmm. right? And then we can counter from there we can work off we can work off of their numbers but i find for myself every time that i've started first and, and it might not be because i'm not a master negotiator right it, when i start first i often find that i am negotiating against myself mm-hmm. right so like if i start at whatever if i start at ten thousand dollars they'll start at five thousand and then now i have to negotiate you know and then like okay well now we're we're, we're meeting somewhere in the middle but that's not really you're that's not really how it goes. I feel like if you're not experienced at negotiation, which I don't, I don't think that I am, and I don't know that you are either. I think, I think most people, probably our age, it's it'd be hard to be a really experienced negotiator at our age. I think actually, because I think that just takes a lot of time and a lot of a lot of negotiation. I think age has nothing to do with it. I think it's all experience. Mm. I think age has nothing to do with it. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's right. Because somebody, who, somebody who's 21 could have negotiated like somebody that's 12. Yeah. You know you're I mean? right. You're right. Somebody that's 12 that sits in on me. I mean, I'm not saying that these. No, are, no, no. I'm you're... not saying that these people are. I'm not saying that these people are frequent. Yeah, frequent. I'm not saying that that you know we can throw a stone and we'll hit one. Yeah. I'm just saying that they exist. And like, and you shouldn't throw stones. Right. Exactly. At 12 year olds. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like, it's all experience, as you said. Yeah. And so if nah, they've, you're right. if they've been having meetings with people and negotiating contract deals mm-hmm. and things like that. Then they know how to do it. Right. By the time they're they're 18, by the time they're 16, they're experts. So I'll fix my statement by saying, I don't think that I'm an experienced negotiator and I don't know that you are either. And I think that if people are not experienced negotiators, you are oftentimes going to cut your own legs out from under you if you start first, because you just don't know enough to know that you're at the right number. And so you want right or accurate or appropriate, right? So you want them to say it first because you just don't know enough to know what the number is. 
And the thing is too, is that if, if an employer is putting this on their job listings, and if you look through other job listings and they also have this number on there, they, ha- they also have this tactic on there, depends on experience or commensurate with experience or depends on qualifications. If that's on every one of their listings, the chances of the person that you're sitting across from either virtually or in person or through email or however you're having your negotiations, the chances of them having much more experience in negotiations is pretty high yeah. because they're negotiating with everybody. Right. Right. And so anyway, I like to not start first. I think the second thing is going to be, be willing to walk away. If you can. If you can walk away, you got to, you know, just be will- be willing to. It's the ultimate power because you, it puts you in this mindset where you don't need it. So now you're much less emotionally attached to the outcome and you can be more objective. Yeah. The, so if the number's yeah. too low. Use a sports analogy. You're not fighting out of the corner, right? Like it's a lot harder if you're not willing to walk away, right? If you're not willing to walk away, if you need the job, if you need the job, you got to take it. Just take the job. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can always, you should try to negotiate anyway, just to get the practice in. Right, right. Exactly. Absolutely negotiate. But if you need the job, take the job and then, okay, if it's not enough money, then start then continue applying right right and just continue applying continue applying continue applying that, yep. and just leverage okay now you now you're getting paid sixty five thousand. you really wanted to make eighty five thousand. Mm-hmm. okay now at least you secured your bills and you just level up again yeah at least you secured your bills and you just keep applying mm-hmm. right absolutely there's a good quick video i think it's like eight minutes long or something like that um tim ferris has a has one on youtube on like tactics of how to negotiate or like how to negotiate and the and the art of deal making or the art of deal making or something like that i don't know we'll put in the show notes for you guys degreefree.co yeah we'll put in the show notes for you guys but that's something that um yeah it's a it's a quick video that's good for the basics of negotiation Mm -hmm. and then what helped us a couple of books that really helped us was how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie i mean we talk I about cannot, this all the time. I cannot stress to you folks how important this book is. I didn't read it until more recently. And it is, I am not exaggerating when I say it is a life-changing book still. And I read the old versions. I, I have, I have like the original, it's like the very old, like the pages are all, <laughs> the pages are all yellow and brown and it's fallen apart, but it's the original edition and it's still so applicable, like just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Everyone should read it. Yeah. That that's a classic. Influence by Robert Cialdini. That's a that's a good one as well. And then there's two books by I think it's William Urey, Getting to Yes. That's a that's a good one on, on negotiation. And then getting past no is also a good one, but getting past no, I think, is more relevant in sales. But do you have to get past no to get to yes? Yeah, yeah, I suppose, right? Mm. I think getting to yes came out first though if i'm not if i'm not mistaken mm. like I said, somebody correct me on the internet De- contact at degreefree.co please <laughs> but yes that those are gonna be some books get started a quick youtube video for for those beginners out there and i think we'll make a negotiation episode you know at a, at a later time yeah we will the second thing is going to be salary research and having your number this is really difficult to do too, because there's no like one right answer to this. And how I did this, how I've done this in the past, um, was just researching 
different salary range givers. So you can Google Glassdoor, Reddit, um, you know, use your personal budget for, for needs and wants to come up with a base number that you need. Another really useful hack that you can do, because a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, you can't look at Glassdoor for salary, right? Um, because they just say it's inaccurate. But the thing is, you have to come up with a number from somewhere. You shouldn't go in with no number. You need to have some number. Um, and if you don't know what the number is, you have to have some baseline to figure out what whatever that is. But a really useful hack you can use is if you go on LinkedIn and you search listings for similar job titles and you type in location as Colorado, Colorado actually requires employers to give a base salary range for any job title that they list. So that can help you because it's got to be somewhere close to, you know, somewhere close to national, I would think. So that would probably help you too, if you're really struggling to come up with a number. Yeah. And this is something that you should be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to preach at you. I mean, you do whatever you want, but like... But you should. You should be doing this anyway, right? I mean, just having some sort of salary expectation, some sort of number. And then, right? Like if we have this number, now we can have our walk away point, yeah. which kind of brings us to the second negotiation tactic that we talked about, right? Is where do we walk away? Like when the conversation doesn't turn our way, if you wanted 59,000 and you know whatever $500 and they offer you $59,499 a year right like okay no the floor was this 59500 i'm walking mm-hmm. right okay D- walk away if you can afford to do it yeah if you can afford to this is something too that um i will say if you have if you have a uh, a partner or a spouse or something having this discussion with them can be really helpful when i was first starting out doing this like so my first tech job that i got into ryan and i sat down and we made a spreadsheet and came up with we we did the math on how much i wanted to make a month and then we we're like if it's you know if it's this much you know and, and i think the ask was like ask was 70. Yeah. 70 K. And we were like, okay, if, um, you know, what if they offer you 65 and we were like, Oh, I mean, the money would really be good. Right. But you know, we, we broke it down. We're like, can we responsibly walk away from this amount of money? Yes or no. You know? And we were like, yes, yeah, we can. Cause we think that we think that we thought that I could get something else. Right. And so you and I like literally did the math. And when they offered me too low before I made negotiation, they, you know, we were like, no, if they offer, you know, if that's the final offer, the answer is no. And it really made it easier because I knew exactly going in what's too low. Like highly advised doing that. Yeah, definitely. And we still do that for everything that we do. Like whenever, whenever we're talking about, whenever we're talking to anybody about anything, right. About any sort of any type of negotiation mm-hmm. we always have a walkway number yep right and you know luckily we are able to do that right there yep. was a there was a time though that we weren't able to do it <laughs> and so when i first got into sales like i took a job that barely paid any money right and the the job i think paid $10 an hour for 20 hours a week or no 10 is it something, it's something small 10 to 20 hours a week 
for two weeks. And that was my training quote unquote period. But I knew, and like, that's 200 bucks a week, right? Like that's not enough. I'm a big guy. I eat, I can eat that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you know, like I eat that like in like two days. That's you, crazy. You do. Yeah. You know? And so I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, that's way lower than I thought. But the upside was that it was all commission-based on the on the other side of it, mm-hmm. right? And so I weighed the pros and cons. and, and we, I, we talked about it. Right. I weighed the pros and cons and I took it, even though it was way below my negotiation price. But I took it because commission. And sure enough, you know, I, I dedicated you myself. You it out of the water. I dedicated myself. And two weeks later, you know, I made a, I made a $3,000 check from one week of work. Yeah. Right. And, and then we high-fived and it was pretty cool. But you just have to weigh the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. for yourself and that's highly individual and only really at the end of the day only you can only you can do it yeah the last thing is going to be focusing on the future usually employers that are doing this they are going to really want to focus on the past right they're going to they're starting off with your previous work history a lot of times it might be coupled with oh how much are you currently making right? And why does that matter, right? Your past or current pay has no reflection on your future pay. Mm-hmm. You know, this is important. So I'm going to say it again. Your past or current pay has no determination or reflection on your future pay. Why people want to know that blows my mind. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right? They want to know it because they want to pay you as close to that as possible because they're like, you're cheap. You know what I mean? What, what, what do you do now? Like, oh, I work for $15 an hour at wherever, you know, Walmart. And you're applying for, you know, a social media job. Maybe, you, maybe you're freelancing on the side. You're a little bit entrepreneurial. You have a good portfolio of like graphic design and you're applying for a mid-tier graphic design job. You have the chops to do it, but you're just... But, you work at McDonald's, obviously, and you're getting $15 an hour. So they're going to try to pay you $15.50. Yeah. Right? And it's like, why not? Right? I, okay. I I get that. Yeah. But it's your job to not focus on working at McDonald's. Right? You are going to be focusing on how your graphic design skills can bring value to their company. How it can communicate you know, their brand or their voice or their mission or whatever. Yep. And it's, it's, it's the only person that's going to look out for you in that case is you. And so you have to do it. Um, also keep in mind that in some States it is illegal to ask what you were making before. So there are some ways that, uh, people will try to get that information out of you. So watch for those ways and just make sure that you are not, do not out yourself depending on what you were doing before. It's none of their business, what you were making before that has nothing to do with what you're doing right now. So you might be wondering, right? Like, how do we get around the masking? I mean, unfortunately, you can't really get around the masking, right? They're either going to ask. Or they're not. Or they're not going to ask, right? Chances are they are going to ask because they want to know what you get paid so that they can... Lowball you. So they can lowball you, right? Right. So they can get you for whatever, for cookies, Mm -hmm. right? We don't suggest here, we don't suggest lying. No, we never suggest lying. Don't lie. 
It's just not a good policy. Honesty is the best policy. Yes. <laughs> oh, it really is. You do not want to start your new employment off on a lie. No. Right? You can either tell them the truth or politely decline, right? And just be like, I'm... A good like, way to do that, instead of declining, just say, I really want to know what your... I'm really interested in knowing what your range is. Can you tell me what it is? Right, exactly. So that, that's that's exactly... I agree with you. That is exactly what I was going to say, which is the decline when you say, oh yeah, I don't think, you know, maybe it's not relevant. I don't think that that's relevant to this position. I'd really love to know what your range is, or I'd, you know, I'd love to discuss how I could further bring value to your company and here's X, Y, Z and focus on, right? Like we said, focus on the future, focus on the value. So you decline politely and then you focus on how you can bring value to them and whatever that is, whether that's saving money bringing in more revenue or increasing efficiency, whatever the role that you're applying to does. Try not to use any negative words when you are declining. What you're trying to do is, what you're trying to do is elevate the the person who you're asking, like your, oh, your range is much more important. I'd rather hear that. Just no, no negative words, right? Like you just try to avoid them if you can. Yeah, sure. Kind of like, um, what is that called? impromptu stuff like um yes and <laughs> what is that called yeah what is that called uh that type of theater oh um uh improv comedy improv yes exactly yeah you don't you don't say no yeah you don't use the word no you don't say don't you don't say i don't want i don't whatever just try to be like oh you're the professional what's your range right you can elevate them that, that's definitely a good goal that's definitely a good goal yeah if you do go negative though which a lot of us do it's natural you should definitely practice I think they sh- yes, you can do it gracefully and politely. Yeah, I think you right. definitely practice what you just said, but that doesn't come naturally for me. Mm-hmm. If I, if a, but, but if a negative, do- you, no, right. If a negative does come <laughs> out of my mouth, I'm going to make sure that it's like a positive negative. Well, yeah, just no, or like, you know, no, but no. And right. Mm. And just kind of roll, roll off like no, no period. Because. is not a, Yeah. Yeah. No period is not what we're going to. Yeah. What we're going to use, what we're going to say. A negotiation is a dance. You're not trying to step on your partner's toes, right? Because you, like like we've talked about at the beginning, you are both trying to get what you want. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, usually one of you is going to come out with more of what you want because it's rare to get a win-win situation in a negotiation. So just try to keep that in mind. Like they want a thing and you want a thing and you're trying to get to the point where ideally you get more of the thing that you want than they do. So you have to do it carefully and kindly. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's, that's definitely one of the most important, just focusing on the future, right? And just don't let them dwell on the past. Don't let them, you know, you have to carve a story, narrate a story. And that story is going to be about the future with their company and what you can do with them. And why you're the best and why they should pay you. Exactly. And this is especially true for people that are trying to go into a new earnings bracket. Like it's especially true for those people that are trying to catapult into diff- into different careers, which we see it all the time. We really do, right? The going from working at McDonald's or working in a restaurant, which there's nothing wrong with that. Going from that, going into doing something else where you're making double or triple of that. That's definitely possible. 
Yeah, it is more, more so every day. Just focus on the future though. Yeah. Right? And the value that you can bring. This is why, this is what the future looks like with me in it. Right. Yeah. And that's why like, so just kind of wrap this up. Like the biggest job lies, like I love this series. I, I'm, yeah. I, we're going to do a lot. We're, ha- we're having fun. We're going to do a lot more of these, but the salary depends on experience. Just like grinds my gears, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just bothers well, me. It, I mean, it's bullshit. Yeah. It just bothers me. Yeah it's just not it's just not true it's not a useful it's not a useful thing to say because it's just not true yeah there's a range there's a range there's a range for that job that they're that they're willing to pay for you have to figure out what that range is and then you have to go and get it yeah it's increasingly less true with time i think maybe at one point it was right the more experience you had the more you were worth for sure and that's how that's how employers hired but now it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of lawless out there, and that's just not the case anymore. Right, and I so the the rebuttal the rebuttal that we hear from this is okay if it's a small company if it's a small team right like maybe maybe they're willing to pay uh one person to do two people's jobs so maybe they're willing to pay a hundred twenty thousand dollars to one person instead of paying 60,000 to two people, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's just because you're a generalist because you can do the social media management, you can do the graphic design, you can cut up the podcast, you can do SEO, mm-hmm. you can be a whole marketing department within within one, right? And so like, it really does depend on, it really does depend on experience. Okay, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. They still have a range. Yeah. They still have a range. Yes. Right. And we just talked about it right there. 60,000 to 120,000. But really, it's just 120,000 is a range because they're willing to pay 60,000 to two people or 120,000 to one person. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's a totally different way to look at it, too. But yeah, absolutely. Right. So anyway, that's that's the that's the rebuttal that I hear to that like all the time. And so I just wanted to like nip that in the butt. Like it's still I'm just saying that they have a range and that they should be for like they should be forthwith or forefront or whatever. Yeah, with, right. with that upfront. Upfront, sure. Yeah. With that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you very much for listening. As always, if you guys wanted to support the podcast, please, you know, consider leaving us a review anywhere that you get your podcasts, like and subscribe. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and then if you do want to get the newsletter, which of course you do, um, go on over to degreefree.co forward slash newsletter and grab that so you don't miss anything. Yep, absolutely. Uh, until next time, guys. Aloha.